before I start with my move in Houston, I do want to uh, clarify that my brother, even though I hate the way the situation turned out, my brother never owed me anything. My brother did not owe me moving into his home. He did not owe me um, even a notification to to leave the property. Um, I do not hold any ill will towards my brother. I hate that it ended that way. I wish we could have communicated. I wish he would have said um, you know, something, you know, as I said, we were friends and he would have said something, but I do want to be clear that I'm, I never felt entitled. I never felt like my brother owed me anything. And I even hate that. I say, Hey, I need 20,000. I, I wish I could take that back. He, he did not owe me anything. Did not need to give me anything. It was my decision to move in it was my decision initially to even take care of my mom to the point that it would cause a detriment and a strain on my own finances it was it was my decision and it had always been my decision to take care of my family I always had a choice in the matter I just never felt like it was optional so I do want to lay that out um also before I move into moving to Houston I have to say that it did uh, turn out later that my brother and his girlfriend were in fact um, moving in together. He never acknowledged that or anything. But like I said, he doesn't owe me anything. But you know, by the time I moved and everything, they were moving in the process of moving too. So she got exactly what she wanted. She wanted me out of the picture. And to this day, you know, I have forgiven myself. And it wasn't nothing really for me to forgive my brother. You know, he was pent up anger. I'm pent up anger from years and years of responsibility, him dealing with the same thing. But I had to forgive myself for trusting him and putting so much in him that I never really trusted myself, that I didn't think that I could get out of a situation, that I didn't, didn't ever acknowledge my strength as a woman. And I had to forgive myself. And I even called him. And I told him um, that I was sorry. I was sorry for some of the things I said. I didn't mean to be so, you know, mean and evil in the things that I said, you know, and attacking things that I said. I said, that's just not me. And it's not me to him. And uh, even though he, he, he never acknowledged and apologized for not respecting me because he clearly said what he meant. But I apologize. There was a lot of things that I did not mean. And, um, and he was just like, okay, well, I have to think about that. Like, think about forgiving me. And I'm thinking, I don't need you to forgive me. I don't, I'm not groveling back to you. I'm just letting you know that I am sorry. I'm a better person than that. And I just want to say that I'm sorry for the things that I said and the, the, the way I behaved and the way I acted because I am a much better person than that. He never apologized. He never acknowledged that he was actually planning and moving and doing all these things. But that was <clears throat> pretty much my last conversation with him. So anyhow, yeah, later on, you know, I find out that, yeah, they did move in together and that he was, you know, working to get me out of the house. You know, he had no, it was, anyway, so now it's all on me. So now I'm in a position where I am not going to be focused and worried about my family all my life. I had done that. So I'm like, now I'm in a new city. And before I was able, like, it took me a week uh, like I said, my sorority, Sister Monica, thank you again. Sister Monica, the rest of my life, I would be indebted to you because of um, 
and, and my 10 eagles the people that did pour into me to help me uh get get into a place and get on my feet in the city where I have no family no nothing and um that week I uh when I applied I ended up applying for one place and so I want to talk about manifestation this is manifesting manifesting one-on-one so I had gotten into the whole visualization, manifestation, all that. And I've been listening to Neville Goddard, Joseph Murphy, Reverend Ike, Abraham Hicks. Um, I have been listening to all these different Kevin Trudeau, like these manifestation experts. OK, so um, when I applied for the first time, which I told you is almost like 335 to apply for an apartment, but I was looking at townhomes because we did have a dog. And I, at the time, I was thinking about, you know, I wanted my daughter to have her German Shepherd because we had two. My brother had gotten her one for her birthday. And he had got one for his son. So I'm thinking, okay, I'll, I'm going to need to bring the dog to Houston. So I need to have a backyard. So I was looking at townhomes. And the first one I applied for after the day, they said, oh, you're denied. And I was like, denied? I would have never applied if I was going to be denied. Like, you know, my credit's good. You said, you know only able to have to put this amount down like you have this move-in special like what's going on and we're like oh you don't have enough credit and you know we run it through some kind of system and you know you don't have you know you don't meet the requirements it's just a yay or nay or yes or no so i'm sorry you know you'll get your money back in 30 days i said what i need that money now so um you know we're staying in this extended state so time is of the essence and it is still in the middle of the ice storm and so um I uh, apply for another place. We go visit it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the one I want. And I talk to the realtor and, and people directly and say, this is my situation. Um, they say, I don't have enough credit. Um, I don't have any debt because I paid off my student loans. I didn't know that that was an issue with that. Apparently was an issue. I'm not showing any that I'm able to take on a big responsibility. I just had this American Express, this MasterCard, and a Visa um, listed. <clears throat> but I don't have any other outstanding debts. Um, and so they're like, you know, it just looks like you're not showing any how you're able to manage your credit or anything. So I'm like, what? You know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm in good shape. And then um, with the pandemic, with the income, I really didn't have income to show other than from the year prior. And um, bank statements from the year prior so they were like okay oh no problem as a, a business owner we we don't need to see what you did like last month we need to see what you did for 2019 because this is 2020 at the time um we just need to see what you did i'm sorry it was 2021 so they were like we could look at what you did for 2019 so we just need your 2019 taxes and uh w-2s and all your 2019 taxes and that will be the determination because at that time I wouldn't have already filed 2020 yet it was February so I'm like okay I should be good based on that now I ain't gonna be good based on what I'm doing right now because it's the pandemic and so I was pretty hopeful that I would get approved and and I would figure it out as an entrepreneur you know how to pay everything and all that so um they they said oh yeah you should be fine based on what you're saying based on what you know they already what you already pulled up before I give them every all three of the credit reports I mean before they even run the check and um they contact me again and they say you're denied I said how am I denied 
they said oh because the um owner doesn't want anybody with a dog i said but it says you can have a dog he said yeah you can have a small dog you're saying you have a german shepherd and i'm like oh god okay so could i move if i didn't bring the dog they were like likely yes and i'm looking at my daughter i'm like we gonna move like tomorrow if we don't go back and get our dog like no no mom and so here i am homeless nowhere to live i'm in this uh, um hotel and i end up not getting the place now this is the stupidest thing i end up saying i'm gonna try uh for somewhere else and then i'll you know revisit this after i try somewhere else because i really need to be in a place where i can bring the dog and if I just told my friends like that, they would have just thought I was just the stupidest thing ever. And I felt stupid. Even telling you this right now is feeling stupid. So I try one more time. I get on um, online. I'm praying about it. I'm like, Lord, where am I supposed to live? And <clears throat> you know, we've got this dog. You know, Christina really wants her dog and all this other stuff. And you know, I really want a good neighborhood, a good school district. I only know about downtown. And uh, and it says, and I'm just hearing in my spirit, like, hey, Helena, you're a business owner. Like, what would you do as a business owner? Like, you're gonna, you're not gonna try to figure this out on your own. You're gonna get the resources. Like, for me as an entrepreneur, I hire people. I hire accountants. I hire graphic designers. I hire um, anybody that I'm. Whatever my weakness is, I hire somebody else that's good at it. So I'm like, hey, why don't I hire a realtor broker? Because they work off a commission. They're going to find me a place and they'll already know the city so i decide to work as a business owner and find and hire somebody that would go to bat for me and so i did i looked up a realtor broker and i said hey this is the area i'm looking at and the, i want to look at school districts that are a 10 a 9 or a 10 like which is the highest rating for middle schools my daughter is a sixth grader um so I get into business mode, you know, and then this realtor, he does uh, pull up some uh, addresses and some locations and he's showing me the properties and everything. And I told him my situation. I said, this is my credit. This is what my income is. This is all this. I'm like telling him everything I said, because I cannot afford to spend another three uh, fifty or three thirty five or whatever to apply. Like I'm losing money, money every time I'm having to uh, pay for these applications. <clears throat> It was like, oh, no, based on what you're showing me, you should be fine. Don't worry about it. And um, it was down to two particular townhomes. And he said, it just depends on which one is available and which one's going to allow you to bring in a German Shepherd. And I said, OK. And um, um, this whole week that I'm in this hotel and I'm praying and I'm believing, I'm actually going a little bit further in my thought process with manifesting. So there's this song that became one of my favorite songs. The song is Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness, Our God, that is who you are. And I would just sing that song and I would feel it and I would become one with God. I felt like the God in me was resonating and being and living in me. And I was like, waymaker, like Helena, you're a waymaker. Helena, you're a promise keeper. Helena, you're going to do this. You're going to pull yourself out of this situation. Like I was calling on the God in me as I was singing that song. And I was feeling like I was aligning with my spirit and my divineness. And I could, and I even talking about it now, I just feel like uplifted because I kept singing that song. I kept seeing the greatness of me. And I just kept seeing that God wants me to be here and the doors were opening for me and then out of those two townhomes was one in particular 
I started seeing myself in that townhome. I walked in, I saw my furniture the way I wanted it to be. I saw it was completely empty, right? So, but I'm seeing it in my divine eye that this is how I was set up my home. This is the furniture I would get. This is what my bedroom would look like. This is how I was set up my office. This is my bathroom. This is Christina's room. This is our third bedroom. We set it up for our dog. We have outside, we have our barbecue grill. You know, I'm, I'm walking through the home and I'm living in it and I'm loving my home. And I'm grateful for my home. And I'm just started thanking God for my home. And I was just like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for bringing me to Houston. Thank you for my beautiful home. I love it. It's so peaceful and so relaxing. It's so beautiful. It's so feminine. It's so me. It's so Christina. We're just so free. We're just running around our uh, t-shirts and our panties on. Like we don't have to be all covered up. It's not a boy, not a boy around. It's just us girls living in our home and just living free and happy. And, um, Every morning, every night throughout the day, I'd even tell her, I'm like, hey, so how do you want to uh, decorate your room? We would look up rooms to go online and everything. She was like, this kind of room set I would want. And I would want some LED lights. And, um, you know, she's, we're decorating. We're decorating. We are in this hotel. <laughs> we are in this extent, extended stay. But we are in our mind living in the townhome that was pretty much like white because the other townhome had more of a peach walls and I was like okay I would definitely have to figure out how to paint these walls but we were living in the one that was all white and you know pretty neutral and we can decorate it and be free to design it the way we want to and so um and I'm still singing a song but I'm manifesting I'm in that house every day every night every morning I'm in that house and then um the realtor said okay it will be the house that would be available that will allow you to bring your dog would be the one that's the white this the inside white white cabinets white everything and I was like yes that's the one I want and he was like yes yeah, so go ahead and put in the application fee and apply for it you should be good to go no problem just get ready to move and I'm like thank you Jesus thank you so much I'm so excited so I did that I'm just waiting for the call so I could you know go pick up the key and sign the lease and put the money down I'm just I'm just ready um and I was just ready I'm just feeling it and then I call him Oh, no, he called me the next morning. He was like, uh, yeah, you, you didn't get it. I said, what? How did I not get it? You told me I would have it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm deflated at this time. I'm just like, oh, my God. I didn't tell my daughter we're about to move into this. How could I not get it? What happened? He was like, well, you didn't tell me you had um, three arrest records and, you know, felonies and everything on your um, report. Like, you even had an arrest record from last year, like pulling the gun on somebody like you were in Florida, you know, but well, he, before he could go through actually the charges, um, my first thing I said was, I, I haven't been arrested. I've never been arrested. And, um, I said, I'm gonna fix this right away. So I got off the phone and then, um, I got on with the uh, credit report people and because we use TransUnion smart move is what was showing that I had all these, uh, arrest records and felonies and like, terrible things going on like a hit and run and all this stuff and um I'm talking while I'm talking on the phone to the um people they were like yeah this doesn't match your other reports I don't know why it's just on this thing in particular on your additional transunion smart move I don't understand why is that and um I said yeah because I've had my background check and uh, all that ran because I was trying to be in uh, this ministry you know trying to do a youth ministry and they did that or did all these checks on me and 
you know, nothing's ever showing up like this. Like, what is going on? And he was like, I don't know. And then it hit me. I was like, that's my cousin. My cousin has been going through all of this mess. I remember even going to court with her for uh, different situations that she was going through and her being in jail and all this stuff. I said, this is my cousin. How can you get this off of my report? It's If you look at her report, I bet it's already on hers. And so he did. He looked up her report and he was like, yeah, it's on hers, but it's also on yours. Same date, same time, same location. But I'm also seeing your your permanent address is here. You've been in, you know, Woodstock, Georgia for all this time. And, you know, I'm seeing these offenses at the same time. He said, oh, yeah. He said, but it would probably take about 30 days or so to get this off your report. I said, oh, no. Oh, no, I have to. You have to talk to this realtor broker. I'm going to call him. Can I call him um, and, and put, uh, put him through like on a three way? And he was like, yeah, sure. I said, maybe he would just take your word for it or something. He was like, yeah, sure. I would definitely. Um, I know this is not. I could clearly see this is not true. Any, but you, you are going to have to dispute it. You're going to have to go back online and dispute it to get it off. I said, OK, but I need to get into I'm trying to get into a place like today. And he was like, OK, just put him through. So I get the realtor broker on. He's explaining the credit report guys explaining to him that, you know, something happened with the identity and it's, you know, uh, definitely a mistake, uh, but it would take about 30 days to get it off. And, but uh, if there was something that he needed to send in to the realtor broker to prove that it wasn't me, that he would do it. And uh, the realtor broker is like, well, I'm going to do what I can, Ms. Pastor. I can't make any promises. I don't make the final decision. You know, the uh, the, the realty team as well as the, uh, the owner of the property will have to make that decision. So, um, but I do have other properties that I could show you. Um, and maybe they'll be a little bit more lenient at this. Or we just have to, like, wait it out for another 30 days. And, like, whatever you were going to, you know, try to put down, that you would just use it on a, a hotel or something. And, but we're going to get you situated in Houston. Don't you worry about it. And I was like, oh, my God. So I was like, okay. So I, I get off the phone, right back, feeling like I'm at square one. Um, my daughter's like, oh, mama, are we going to move in? We're moving today. We're moving tomorrow. We're moving. We're moving. And I'm like, Christina, I don't know what to tell you. Um, they said they have to think about it, and they'll let me know. He said he'll let me know uh, by tomorrow because we got to be out of this hotel by tomorrow. And she was like, oh, man. And, you know, we're, we're back devastated. But I said, you know what? We're going to keep believing and we're going to keep decorating our home. And so I think we went like to a home goods and we still were thinking about, OK, I want my room to be white. Like I want all white linens, white comforter. And she was like, I, I want mine to have like the Chanel design and I want it to be pink and gray and some bling and she's she's designing her room and I'm designing my room and um that morning when I woke up I started singing again Waymaker, miracle worker promise keeper light in the darkness I got that is who you are I just kept singing and I could see it I was walking in my home and it was decorated and it was beautiful and it was mine and I was starting all over and I was just getting this fresh start and I was just like this is my home I don't know how it's gonna be my home I don't even know how I'm gonna pay the utilities I get in but I ain't gonna have no extra money but it's mine and um shortly after the uh realtor broker called me he says I have good news and bad news what do you want I said give me the good news he said the good news is you got it I said what thank you I said well what's the bad news 
He was like, oh, there was no bad news. <laughs> I said, oh my God, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I came over um, within hours. He said, the uh, landlord will meet you there. I'll meet you there. We'll sign the lease, get you the keys, and you're in, you know. So um, I waited till I signed you know, all the paperwork and everything and got the key in my hand. And then I asked them, looking at the landlord, because uh, he was the one who made the ultimate decision. The realtor broker, actually, they were friends. They they said they had been friends for almost uh, 10 years. So he trusted him. And the realtor broker, I had I asked him initially, I said, what made you still go to bat for me, even though you don't know me or anything like that? He was like, well, I'm also a... a, a, a behavioral specialist or a clinical something with behavior and he said um I knew you weren't lying when you said that it wasn't uh that you weren't arrested and these weren't your records because usually a person would ask me um what what were the records and they would try to explain and justify what they had done but the fact that you were so quick and so genuine about hey I haven't been arrested that that is not me let me fix this and that you put the person on three-way and that like nobody that is innocent is really going to go through that level of uh, explaining and trying to get themselves out of a situation so he said I said I really believe that 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 you were telling the truth about that and everything else from your report lined up and you know you have been in business all your tax records everything came out exactly as you said exactly as the application so um i believed you and then um the landlord i was like what made you you know because i hadn't spoken to you so what made you say okay you know you can give her the go and she can move in he was like and he looked at the realtor broker and the realtor broker looked at him and he said, and they said it in unison at the same time. They said, we Googled you. And I said, what? You Googled me? And he said, yeah. And it just did not match the records. It seemed like, you know, you had these testimonials and reviews and you had books and you had, you know, black dress and pearls. And you just looked like, like, this is not a criminal. Like, this is like a, a good person. Like, I, this is somebody I would want to rent to. Like, I shouldn't have any problems with how you portrayed online. I don't think I should have any problems with you. And I was like, oh my God, Google and God got me into this place and we just kind of just start laughing and everything. But it was the truth. Google proved to be the credit that I needed to. It, it, it was bigger than my own credit because I didn't have the credit to get into my place. I didn't have the income, the money and all the things that I would have needed. You know, if I would have went back to San Antonio, I'm like, I got to get three months of savings and get this and this. I would have had this long checklist and it still would have delayed me moving. I didn't have anything, no furniture, no uh, real money, no savings, no money for food, nothing. And I was able to move and, and I just really believe it was God. It was manifesting um, my reputation on Google. The one thing that my brother said he did not respect about me being an entrepreneur was the one thing that saved me because me being an entrepreneur, I have so much on the internet. I have pages and pages of Google from all the things that I have done, all the events that I've done, all the classes I've done was on Google, you know, so one thing that was supposed to be this this detriment this weakness was the one thing that got me into my place in houston so i'm just saying all that to say 
manifest and believe it see yourself as if it's already happening and you don't have to worry how it's going to happen you just have to know that it will and just believe it and so anything that i needed and i just so when we moved in we didn't have beds we didn't have beds food for it nothing um so we had gotten these little throw blankets and i just laid one down on my floor and she laid hers down on her floor it's still cold it's winter time um you know we move in we don't have you know electricity water we don't have anything on and then we don't have any money to get these things on and i did i reached out back to my sorority since i said hey i need some help with the electricity she said no problem help you get that on but i did did also need help getting water on but i didn't want to keep asking her and i didn't ask anyone else to help me so i was like i gotta get the water on i gotta get this it's so many things i still needed to do get the gas but I said, like, I got to get the electricity on because, um, you know, we need we need lights, you know, uh, we needed everything. And so I, I just started singing again, you know, I just started way making like if God going to let us move up in this house. I know he's going to provide for us. And um, I end up getting somebody that needed an online class and uh, somebody also because uh, my business hadn't picked up. People weren't thinking about planning events. You know, it was like here and there little spots here and there people would you know pay for a class or something and so um I got like one or two and it was enough to get um the water on it was enough to get this and then I was just still singing and praying and believing that we're going to have everything we need we're going to have our furniture we're going to have food plenty of food we're going to have plenty of water plenty of everything we're going to whatever we needed God was going to provide it and less than two weeks of being in my town home is when um, Biden passed the American Rescue Plan or whatever and it gave um like what is it i can't remember exactly but like 1200 or 1400 to each family member to each person so whatever the case was like i got a deposit for like 2800 dollars uh um yeah i know it was like 2800 or 2500 something like that out of the blue to so you know to me it was nothing but the grace of god so um we got furniture we got bedroom we got our bed sets we got um sheets comforters we got uh, she didn't have any clothes you know we both only had one bag of clothes um so I got her some things that she was going to start middle school she wanted to go to school so I needed to make sure she had some jeans and tennis shoes she was growing she was much taller uh, just in a short amount of time so I got her some clothes um I uh, took her to get her hair braided because her hair was looking crazy got her hair braided um um got towels I got us a dish set got us a sofa got us a dining set I mean when I tell you that money came on time I got toiletry soap uh, <laughs> I mean all the things you would take for granted we didn't have anything and so I got everything that we needed and then um slowly but surely you know i was getting registration here registration there if you're online classes um went back to my email list and started letting people know hey i got um uh, i'm still teaching event planning you need anybody or want to refer anybody to me and you know if you want one-on-one coaching and so things just started to pick up gradually but just enough so that i could you know be able to get the things that we needed and that's really how uh things grew for me and then um, by uh christina's birthday which was like may may 18th she was like i want to have a 
birthday party, but I don't want you to worry about it. But I still want to kind of have some kind of celebration. So I was like, I, I want that for you too. But I don't know, really know how much money I'm going to have. But we, we had really had to live in scarcity. And I didn't really want to put that on her to be worried about it. So she was like, well, we don't have to do anything. But I was like, no, nah, I'm going to do something. And so uh, literally right around her birthday, somebody was like, Helena, do you have any kind of training for um, post-COVID? Like we have to get, you know, the mandates have been lifted and we want to got to get back out there and start planning events. But I just feel like we should be more cautious. And I was like, yeah, of course. Mind you, I did not have anything ready for training on uh, post-COVID. But I went to work and put together a post-COVID training and put together a post-COVID manual. I posted it on uh, Amazon. I also posted a couple other books that I uh, had in my mind. And I went ahead and just put those books out. So I ended up putting out three books on Amazon and a full training and two additional classes. I was just busy. I was making classes and books and I was able to get the money that I needed for her birthday the money that I needed to you know pay my rent pay my bills uh, just went to work and so manifesting is still believing that something is already happened not even that it's going to happen it's just like it's happened like God has already done it it's done I don't even have to worry about it anymore and um and the more I would just believe in seeing that song and, and, and pretty much call onto the divineness of myself, I started to see things that I should be doing. So I would be praying and believing and then God would say, yeah, you can go ahead and crank out that book or you can go ahead and sit there, you know, and cost you a dime to record a class and upload it, you know. So God just started just pointing to me what I needed to be working on and do. And now even now he's like, hey, you need to be working on your book. Now, other people saw Articulate as just like a little novel, although it was your story. They just saw it as a novel. Like people are like, oh, that was a good book. I'm like, no, that was my story. But he's like, no, I need you to give them the real deal the real story like your your real story is what's going to liberate people your real story uh no holding back anything is what's going to really help and empower and uplift people because that's your purpose your purpose is to uplift people and let them be free to be who they truly are and I was like oh my god lord but the fact that I no longer have my family you know kind of judging me or telling me what to do or you know trying to stick under this bubble for them I can just do and be and whoever I'm designed to be you know I'm I'm not under any kind of religion spell you know like oh I have to behave this way because this is how I was raised I'm like none of that matters at this point only thing that matters is that I become the greatest expression of what God created me to be and if I'm going to be the greatest expression of what God created me to be that everything I should do should be giving glory to God and then I have to continue to give honor to my grandparents so when people see me it was even a meme like you see her you see me so when people see me they should see my grandmother when people see me they should see a child of God and so um I'm literally in Houston as an entrepreneur, working, rebuilding, growing, and manifesting. And so um, the rest of this story is going to really be about, or just my life is really about some um, different life lessons that I hope will help you. So let's uh, move on and talk more about some things that have really changed my way of thinking.